Welcome to Balance 2. I'm your host, Minister Balance. Thank you for joining us. We couldn't do this without you, so I pray you continue to support our endeavors as we take this journey together during these troubled times. Furthermore, don't forget to visit us at balance2.org and fill out the contact list for more info on programs and new podcast episodes sent directly to your email. So with that being said, let's explore an era most historians have coined as the greatest generation. First, let's figure out why the historians have coined the early 20th century is the greatest generation, which is a term referring to people who were born between 1900 and 1927. They grew up during the Great Depression and fought in World War II, and their strong will, labor, and communal efforts helped win the war. And furthermore, they created some great technological inventions during that era as well. Radio transmissions, talking most picture, the first gas-monitored airplane, helicopters, cars, the first Model T, of course, Ford, and countless other inventions that we use to make our everyday lives more organized and convenient. Now let's look at some of the similar changes they faced that could be construed as somewhat comparable to what we are facing now. First, the Great Depression. We could be heading in that direction, heaven forbid. I mean, the lack of cleaning supplies, possible food shortages, escalating unemployment numbers, business closures, uh, Wall Street, economy tanking. Secondly, World War II. Now we're facing an invisible enemy, the war with the coronavirus, which currently uh, more deaths in the Vietnam War um, and more are expected. Last but not least, the technological transformation of the early 20th century. It profoundly affected their culture, future job prospects, the way they traveled, and the way they interacted with each other. And now we're also undergoing a technological transformation. Businesses now are being conducted online. No business models changed. That combined with, you know, the effects of the coronavirus and uh, artificial intelligence, which are uh, transforming our economy and the way we we work in a job market at a breakneck speed. A lot of these situations in life just recycle themselves. That's why history is one of the best teachers and we need all the help we can get overcoming these current challenges. So let's delve into some of the characteristics of our relatives from the greatest generation and compare their circumstances with today's generation. And think about what behaviors we can modify, emphasize, or eliminate so that we can better deal with this situation in moving forward. Now, according to history, the people that grew up during the Great Depression and fought in World War II, the families, they worked hard to survive, you know? Everybody pitched in to keep the family afloat. As a result, there was a certain amount of loyalty, a sense of pride, humility, and creativity. A lot can be accomplished from a team collectively working on a serious common goal. 
as opposed to now, when some people seem to be more interested in fame and self-recognition. And consequently, you know, we are now experiencing some of the ramifications this type of behavior has affected the culture. You know, as it rela relates to politics, the overall moral fabric of our country, some could say our mental well-being is, is under assault. And our kids are becoming numb to this extreme and bombastic idiocracy. Now, with that being said, it is possible we could undergo a, a positive cultural shift as a result of these perilous times. You know, according to several psychologists, in some instances, tragedy brings a newfound appreciation for people and strengthens the relationship bond. Some great characteristics that we can look at from the people that were born and lived during this greatest generation, this era. We could, we could adopt some of these characteristics. People had to be more creative and efficient. Lots of water in the soup, lots of water in the juice, big pots of chili, chip beef on toast, hot dog casserole. Hey, necessity is the mother of invention. As opposed to now, it's hard to stretch a meal if you don't know how to cook. Some families nowadays are more into quick, expensive, pre-made meals. You know, the kind you pop in the microwave while simultaneously surfing the net, watching reality shows, and texting, texting friends. Families back in the old days actually sat at the dinner table and talked. You know, they were also more communal. You know, they were more... Um, into participating in the potlucks at the church, community thrift gardens, and the families work hard together on a, on a mutual goal, like I said before, surviving. And everybody had to work, everybody had to pitch in, everybody had to do their part, as opposed to now. According to my research, and this is not, this is not my opinion, this is not my personal opinion, the parents of some of these millennials in America can't wait for the kids to get into a stable relationship so that they can, you know, move out of the house, take them off their insurance, and they can start paying their own bills. That's what the people I interviewed, a uh, uh, majority of them uh, were saying the same thing. There was a show on TV I thought was very emblematic of today's generation. And what I thought was strange and yet symbolic was how the parents of these millennials in this, in this particular show, concept of the show, were so supportive. I mean, they were on board immediately. You know, and the concept of the show is people getting married without even knowing each other. And the experts would, would match them up, the psychologists and pastor or whatnot, sociologists. And the parents were on board immediately, in spite of that fact that the kids, you know, were married complete strangers. And the parents, you know, some of their reactions were rather interesting. You know, like when one of the shows I was watching, one of the millennials uh, told the parent is getting, you know, getting married to someone they've never met before. And I mean, this is such a groundbreaking 
life-changing event. It's monumental. And on the episode I watched, the parent didn't hesitate. You know, the mother the mother said to her son, well, I can't wait to meet your new wife. And the son was like, yeah, me too. And I thought that was a interesting response, to say the least. And like I said, the parents, they just they just want to get them out of the house and off their insurance, you know. And uh, I'm sure some of them were saying to them, hey, sure, hope the marriage works. And by the way, if it doesn't, don't come back. Economic hardships now, uh, back during the greatest generation, caused a different interaction as far as how people, you know, interacted with each other in terms of the relationship perspective. You know, marriages did last longer back then. And people couldn't really afford divorces back in those days. I mean, they would just leave from sheer embarrassment and shame, you know. The man would just go to the store, supposedly going to get some food for the family, and he'd just never come back. As opposed to now, you know, the women, they have to ask their significant other to leave if things aren't working out and, and follow it up with a court order. Because in some cases, the guys, they just won't leave. They want to stay rent-free, smoke weed, and play video games all day. I think that people that are better equipped to deal with the current circumstances we're in are those with solid relationships that are already intact in a solid environment of friends and family. The couples with the sound relationships have the intestinal fortitude, you know? Uh, They're used to working through relationship dynamics and obstacles, and therefore they have enough solid ground to, to make it through something like the coronavirus challenge that we're facing today together. A solid foundation. You know, I, I can't say it enough. You know, I reiterate a good solid environment consists of loyalty and people collectively working for a common goal and trying to help keep each other's mental intact. You know, when your relationships aren't in order, they're inconsistent, uh, which usually results from, you know, not being on the same page or bad communication, no loyalty, no trust, insecurities. Uh, worst thing to have uh, in perilous times. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, that concludes today's show. Uh, we might have to speak on this further um, sometime down the line. Um, I want to thank you for supporting Balance Due. We are a veteran-owned Texas nonprofit organization. All proceeds from donations go toward furthering our message of inspiration, positivity, and unique ideas, all geared towards strengthening the community. We need your continued support, whether it's listening to our podcast, reviewing it, sharing it, volunteering, or donating. For more info on upcoming events, podcasts, programs, or new services, please visit our website and register. Remember, we don't bend, we don't break, we keep it together for heaven's sake. Let's take this journey together, folks. Hope to see you soon. Peace.